0: Welcome to the Vichy Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Father, uh, how was your
0: sandwich? Was it good? It was delicious. What kind of sandwich was
1: it? It was an uh, egg, bacon, and something else bagel type of sandwich. Wonderful! And your mom brought it for you, right? With cheese. Yeah, my mom decided to go and get me breakfast since I was going to hear more confessions. Do you ever get to eat like that in Africa, Father? When we want, when we the fathers want to have like some time together, we um, every now and then we'll go to Domino's Pizza or nice, like Burger King, nice, but it's not normal. No, it's it's. Yeah,
2: it's special. (laughs) Well, we're glad that you got the special treatment while you're here. Thanks, Every day. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, folks, if you're listening at home, we welcome you to another episode of the Vichy Mundum Show, and today we are very excited. We've got a special guest with us. We have Father Juan Pablo, who has been leading our parish mission um, this whole past week and is flying out, we just learned, tomorrow, all the way back to Kenya. So we're glad to have you, Father. And we also Thank have you. with us Ken White, our youth minister, and I'm Austin Farenthold, uh Director of Advancement. So um, good morning, or good afternoon, or whenever you're listening to the show. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. <laughs> from, from Mount Carmel. Um, and Father has been walking us through um, a lot of really great things through this whole parish mission. Father, the title that we called this parish mission was Thirsting for Christ Through the Immaculate Heart. Something Encoun-
1: like that. I, I think encountering-,
2: encountering the thirsting
1: love of God in the Immaculate Heart. There it is. We got it. Yes. Um,
2: and uh, I came on Tuesday, and um, and you said something that was really uh, striking um, that I'd love just to hear some more of your thoughts on. Um, you talked about a lot, obviously, um, in, in this short podcast we can't. Uh, you know break open all of that stuff um but one of the things that you that you mentioned was um you said unless our hearts are pierced we cannot pierce the hearts of others mm. and i found that to did be i re- say that you did yeah probably the holy Spirit <laughs> for you cool.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, a cool. really, that's a really cool idea <laughs> yeah so um Yeah, I I mean, I've always realized, and and it happens more and more uh, now in my ministry as a priest, especially with the poorest of the poor, um, that, you know, we can't change other people, um, but the power of God's love to change us, um, you know, happens through making his heart vulnerable, and Mm -hmm. so kind of he teaches us this dynamic that by... Mm, having a heart pierced, you know uh, him by our sins, by our inequities and everything else that we've done wrong and we continue to do wrong um but it is kind of the dynamic like through a pierced heart um it love is poured out really, and it in in a way that it touches others, not that really pierces the heart so so wouldn't it be the same for us you know once we are Touched by God's love deep in our hearts. um, It's almost like he's more free to use that vulnerability, to use that encounter, to use that um, kind of ongoing transformation in us uh, to say to another heart, hey, my love works, Mm. you know? Uh, But the requirement is, yeah, you got to let me get in. And so Mm. um, that's piercing the heart, no? Mm. Um, So... I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, it uh, makes
0: me think of uh, the fourth joyful mystery mm -hmm. and um, going with Jesus to the temple. And uh, is it Simeon who says to Mary, uh, a sword will pierce your heart as well so that the secret thoughts of many might be be laid bare, would be revealed. Yeah, Um, And that just, yeah, that just strikes me as uh, no one was more willing to do God's mission than mary mm-hmm. you know then then um as far as a created human person you know that that she was the most willing
1: to do that it's true it's true and uh, i love i love the thought that um um that mary to become the mother of the wounded because she did she was immaculate she didn't have the wounds of sin um but almost like to be the mother of the wound that she allowed herself to be pierced, no? Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, such a greater love because, you know, it's not that she allowed herself to become a sinner, but to in some way share that pain of, of her children, you know, mm-hmm. of her son who would be pierced at the cross. And, you know, every time we um, stick a dagger of selfishness or... Um, or anger or whatever in his heart, but, um, you know, also with us, you know, she's pierced, and it's beautiful. That, that, that's exactly what it is, no? Uh, the, the thoughts of many will be revealed. It's like uh, the inmost thoughts, no? The secrets, the, the really who we are is mm. revealed when the heart is pierced. Mm. It come, it's like it, it can come out. Yeah. It's like we see the contents of the balloon, When it's popped, you know? We see what's inside. That's a terrible image. (laughs) 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 Well, and that, I
2: mean, that kind of, that seems to be also Mother Teresa's charism to some degree right um and uh for those of you listening who don't know anything about father juan pablo he um is with the the priest order of the uh missionaries of charity right
1: missionaries of charity fathers fathers there it is yeah. mc
2: fathers mc fathers yeah yeah we like to be like cool mcs you know M- <laughs> 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 you look like an MC uh sitting behind Thank this you. microphone. Too
1: many MCs, not enough mics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there he is. He'll be rapping for us at the end of this podcast. Too, right. so. <laughs> My chance
1: finally has come. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, uh, can you talk a little bit about Mother Teresa's charism Um Sure.
1: Yeah, I um, I mean, maybe what I like to share about Mother usually it's two things. One about her holiness, mm-hmm. um, and kind of how Mother Teresa, you know, is known for her works. She's known for, um, and that's so important, a part of her life. You no, know, all that she did, and but to again pierce the heart of Mother Teresa and understand that yeah. you know it wasn't all that all the fruitfulness of her life uh, wasn't just her desire to do good. Or to save the poor, um, really the source of it all uh, was to be pierced by such a great love mm. from the heart of Jesus, and um, it was that union uh, stemming from that encounter that sustained her. No, even in as you may know, no fifty years of spiritual darkness, basically until right. from founding till her death, uh, she wasn't feeling the love of God, and um, it's consoling for many of us. Who I've heard this so much when the letters of Mother Teresa came out revealing this because um, so many people don't feel or experience the love of God in daily life. Um, but she's an example of um, such a great love and faith that, you know, once you've encountered that love, it just, I guess, using the image again, it really pierces you, it changes you. Yeah. And, uh, and it moves you to wanna share that with everybody. That's mm. the beautiful thing. You can think about her life like that. She was pierced so deep, and that piercing, surely it hurts because, you know, it reaches the, the depths of our, yeah. of our being, of our brokenness, but but it's uh, with a sword of God's love. So as it's piercing, it's just filling you with this conviction that you were created to be loved, first of all, and, uh, and to love. And so... Uh, then she spent the rest of her life just wanting to tell that to everybody with her works, with her words, with her presence. And uh, I think that was really her holiness was um, the ability to or her faith in believing uh, that love is so real, so concrete. Um, then the second thing that I like to share about the charism usually is um, the role of uh, of Mother Mary, you no, know, of Our Lady, as she always called her. And particularly the Immaculate Heart. And that's why I chose that title for for the the mission this this week, um, because she said, uh, obviously, m- Mother had an encounter with the thirsting love of God, or hmm. uh, kind of the scriptural uh, side of the diamond, you could say, of the MCs is um, the prism through which we uh, uh, manifest the gospel in our charism. Is I thirst? No, John nineteen twenty eight. Right When Jesus Christ, I thirst from the cross. Right after, he has given um, Mary as a mother to John and John as a son, or more precisely, the, the beloved disciple no? to Mary, uh, representing all of us. And, um, and to fulfill all things, uh, he says, I thirst. Hmm. And so mother heard Jesus say, I thirst. But she says, if our lady had not been there on that day, I would have never understood what Jesus meant. So Mm -hmm. almost it um, just like God chooses Our Lady to be a necessary tool, instrument to bring about the Incarnation, in our charism, she's made by the Holy Spirit or by, you know, revelation, uh, the experience of Mother Teresa, um, a necessary instrument for her to understand what Jesus means when he says, I thirst. No, he mm-hmm. starts to love us. He starts to uh, change us, to sanctify us, uh, just to have us become real children. No,
2: Father, why do what? I mean, that's that's beautiful. I mean, that that that's that's striking what you're saying. And the question that comes to mind for me, and and I'm sure you you see this encounter this with other people, is when we look at somebody like Mother Teresa, who's so inspiring and whose soul has been pierced, and we see. This joy radiating even through the darkness. Why? Why do we close ourselves off from that piercing love of
1: Christ? What is it that it makes us close our hearts mm. to that? Yeah, for well, for Mother, um, uh, when she flew to New York the first time, um, she says she she something she realized something very deep, no. And um, from that point on, back in the sixties, she just started to say that the deepest poverty is to be unloved and unwanted. Mm. And uh, that's another type of wound. That's the wound we all carry, you know, sometimes from the womb, from our first years, you know, uh, in a broken world with non-perfect parents and uncles and cousins, and even worse with, <laughs> with maybe a lot of evil in our families, a lot yeah. of addiction and abuse and just around us everywhere. Um, Somewhere along the way, we just get really wounded in regards to uh, the meaning of love, and that experience of being unloved and unwanted—it's kind of like we carry it. Um, and so, using again the image of the wound, of the piercing—you know, when you have a big wound, you even though you know the doctor can heal it, it's still gonna hurt. And you know, nobody likes to go to the dentist. Right. Although, <laughs> although you need to bite your food. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, I need it, but I don't want it. <laughs> and so with love is you know, uh, we are created to be loved, and the, this is just the reason for existence in God's plan. So it's so deep where that love is supposed to hit, and uh, so the wound of love is so deep. Um, the suffering that comes from the lack of it is so deep in the mm. world. So um, I think we become like, uh, just I like the image of um, uh, the homeless. Sometimes you meet homeless people who haven't taken a shower for months or years. And they just have these. even if it's summer, they're wearing like 20 layers of clothes, Right. a big beard. It's almost like, you know, they become unrecognizable. Uh, or uh, met a lot of old ladies, for example, in um, in Italy that are alone, alone and abandoned. But their house, their little apartments, are full. I mean, t- from the floor to the ceiling with newspapers, with clothes. Uh, I met one that she didn't know, she didn't even, she couldn't even enter her own uh, bathroom. Wow! She had to go outside to find a bathroom some somewhere because the house was full of stuff. And I think um, when we are wounded, we become a bit like that inside, no? We put on so many layers to protect ourselves, to hide ourselves, to make ourselves look different, uh, because we don't want to be reminded of those wounds. And here's the dynamic the devil uses, no? He wants us to run away from the healer. And uh, here's someone like Mother Teresa saying, well, I'm going to stare that wound in the face, I'm going to stare uh, stare that homeless, that peers, that broken heart. And just like Jesus did to me, I'm going to just call it out and say, you are loved as you are. Wow. And uh, so open that wound and let that love just be poured in. Um, and you see that in her works. no? That's what she did. Touching the people. You said something before we started, no? Reaching the unreachable. Yeah. Um, so to tell them you are reachable. And you know God is loving you as you are so um. so if if
0: someone's listening uh, who has put up a lot of those blocks like <laughs> building building up um, material things or or putting those layers um, blocking others out and blocking Jesus out, what would you recommend that someone do
1: to start to uh, take those walls down Mm. Um, I mean we're all different and we all have our story uh, but I think the most important uh, reality here is um, we need you know we can't just talk about these things you know Uh, we can get help from many directions and uh, but at the end you know it's about meeting the one who really has the power and the love to heal us Um, and that's Painful sometimes because many people are angry with God for the same reasons. No, because how did you allow that to happen in my life? Uh, look at where I am now. Where are you? And you know that's true prayer. You know it comes from 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 the wound. Actually, we're praying out of the wound. No, like I was using the example of Jonah. Um, he's running from God all, all, <laughs> through the throughout the entire book. Everyone gets converted in the book. The fishermen who are pagans. The Ninevites, even the cows, you said, even the cows, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the beasts in the field that are covered with ash, ashen. And... <laughs> and he doesn't, he just gets you know, he ends up grumpy sitting under a tree, and a worm is around, and the story goes on. But his deepest prayer is in the belly of the whale, hmm. and it's the most beautiful prayer where he finally realizes, you know, I have a choice either, you know, I'm gonna be consumed by darkness, or there has to be something greater, you know, it can't, I can't be like so. Wherever we are, wherever you are, uh, if you are listening, like you said, and um, and you feel you you know these wounds are just causing so much pain, so much hurt, and yeah, sometimes the pain is unbearable. Or we think we we don't believe anymore that we can be changed, Mm -hmm. that we can come out. Um, I think I believe strongly that you know Jesus is using even that moment, this reality, this place in your life, in our life, um, to manifest His love even in a greater way. I like to talk of the contrast, no? Light, we get used to light. Unless there's night, we don't realize what the light is all about. Mm. Um, And so, you know, to enter into a dialogue with the Lord very sincerely from our hearts and ask Him to show you how much He loves you, you know, Even with those who are dying, those who are in the street, um, when we are sharing with them, you know, they come to a point where they realize, even in those moments, there's still something to be thankful for. Mm. Uh, And they realize, you know, maybe God is saying something through that. He's, uh, we begin to realize that everything around us is created to remind us that God is telling us how much He loves us. Um, And we are blind to that sometimes. Again, The pain is real, and it's not so easy as to just take off your your blindfold. Um, But, you know, to go to the Lord and really ask for that grace, maybe he won't tell us, he won't give us the information to understand why, 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 why. But I do believe he's so thirsty to reveal his love to each one of us in a personal way. And to tell us, you know, you have no excuse to say that I don't understand you. Because the darkness I lived through, the suffering I went through, and the wounds I carried on my body for you, you know, are beyond your understanding. Yeah. So. What a comforting thought. So, I mean, it's it's true. We believe it to be true. So, um, to really go to him directly and ask him to to reveal that love to you, you know, Uh, that's what he wants. Uh, He taught Thomas in his doubt, how to trust Jesus. No, Put your hand into my side. Really, what he was doing is telling Thomas, you know, this is what I want you to do when you are wounded and you feel like you're in uh, the depths of your hell. No? Uh-huh. I go there to meet you, but I need you to invite me to put my hand, my love into your wound, into your side. That's all. The devil will want us to think I am unreachable, I am unchangeable, I am unforgivable, But Jesus is saying the opposite. You know, the more you feel like that, the more I want to be there, the more I want to love you, the more it makes sense that I came all the way to die for you. Um, So anyway, that was a long answer. No,
0: that's wow. That's really that's really powerful, Father, and really beautiful. Thank you for sharing, you know, sharing that.
1: That kind
2: of makes me think, too, what you were talking about with with calling out to the Lord of the the story in the Gospels of the the blind man. Um, Mm. When Jesus walks by and he says, uh, he says, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me, Mm. you know, and it's almost like Jesus doesn't hear him at first. He does, but it's like he get the sense that he doesn't and he keeps walking and all the crowds start saying, you know, as this blind man yells again and again. And the crowd starts saying, hey, be quiet. Stop. Stop. You know. But he has this faith that this man, Jesus, can do something. And so he yells even louder. And finally, Jesus turns and says, Jesus knows what he wants. You know, he's he's God. But he looks at him and says, um, what is it What is it that you want? Mm. And he says, I want to see. You know, and our good God says, whatever we ask for, he'll give it wow, to us. Good. And it's, yeah, and then he, he lets him see, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been, I've found in prayer anyway, just that, like, that calling out is so powerful because he wants us to like you said he wants to invite us to put our hand into his side um and to 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 be with him um he's always looking for us we we have to be open though right
1: yeah nope. so. that's um <clears throat> the challenge uh, is you know sometimes it takes a long time because you know you you invite the homeless man to your house to take a shower first to convince him it's very difficult this is a normal experience we have no. Again, using this example to show something of what's inside of us. Sure. The homeless man or woman which each one of us carries around that Mm. are so afraid to be hurt again, you know? Uh, So uh, one layer comes off and you have to do (laughs) some more work and, you know, um, then another layer comes off and then new smells come out of that (laughs) layer of clothing and, you know, you you get embarrassed maybe and you want to hide more. Uh, But again, uh, to discover that God's love is so tender, you know, um, that he'll take the time. Just he'll walk with us. That's already, uh, we're not finished products. And holiness is not about being perfect the way we think, Mm -hmm. um, but about letting God love us and be Mm -hmm. God in our imperfection. You know, Uh, I met a priest the other day, old priest. He was saying, you know, I've come to realize, this is a holy man, I I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. He, I've come to realize that, um, you know, maybe the only way in God's wisdom that I will continuously remember I need him is by falling into these sins. <laughs> <laughs> and so, again, God doesn't want our sin, but, uh, but he'll walk with us through the desert, through the pain, um, just to show his real face, you know, for us to let go of... The ideas we have of him, I think with with each layer of hurt that we allow him to to touch, to to love. Um, also, some layer that we've put on God's face comes off hmm. and uh, ah, that now that's God. Yeah. Ah, it's not the punisher. It's not the, you know, the God that if I get good grades, then he'll love me. You know, right. we're raised like that. Right, <laughs> it's, right, right. It's a broken world. <laughs> But it's like, uh-uh, because you can't get good grades or do anything really on your own, I'll give you all my love if you let me. And then from that, ah, okay, we can walk and do some good things. So it's like a change of lo- The logic of love is so my ways are not your ways, Lord, no? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's a painful process, but uh, the, the people in the gospel, they're, they're crying out of their blindness. Right. We need to do the same. You know, um but to cry out to him mm-hmm. and invite him. Invite him, come Lord, come here where I would less invite you to come, but where only you could really step in. You know, you went to hell for me to write, to raise be raised again. That's what I need to for you to do in my soul.
2: Mm, that's beautiful, Father.
1: So
0: that also brings to mind to me the, the various gospel passages where others are helping people approach christ mm. so like the paralytic helping him come through the roof to be healed by christ what how do we walk with
1: others towards the face of christ oh, that's a beautiful question I, I i love it because the answer is one of my favorites no here's where mary uh, the immaculate heart becomes um uh, key to all of us in her womb created by God, pure, so that he could be the holiest of holiest, you know, Uh, the place where his divinity embraces our humanity, yeah? It's almost like it became for Mother Teresa really like a a, a real place, a, a communion where she was always not just reminded, but invited and drawn to meet this love face to face. And if you see Mary's role, even at the cross, um, many theologians and fathers of the church said if it wasn't for Mary, John would have never made it to the foot of the cross. Yeah, uh, All the others, maybe they, you know, Peter denied and went crying. Judas did his, you know, his own choices and uh, everyone else fled. But maybe John met Mary on the way and um, her her there it's confirmed her vocation, the same as the wedding of Canaan. Do whatever he tells you. You know, my son, my role is to bring all your children to you, to draw them to you, because she's a true Christian. And um, like mother, you know, once you meet that love, you want everybody to experience that love. So I think it's a very Marian grace in the Gospels, as you're saying, um, and for all of us today, this um, beautiful vocation to help others come face to face with Jesus. Now, we look at Mary and she allowed it to happen to her first. Yeah. Mother would always say, Mother Teresa, I call her mother. Um, she would say the gospel in five fingers. No, you did it to me. Wow. From Matthew 25, 40, whatever you did to the least of my brethren, you did it to me. Well, that's nice. That's the part where, you know, we are seeing Jesus in others, you know, but also we realize that, you know, Mary is the one who says to Jesus, you did it to me. Yeah. Mm. You touched me. You chose me. You called me. You became concretely incarnate in me, you know? And then I do it to you every time I give birth to you. Mm. Every time I let the love that has touched my life bear fruit. That's what it means, no? And so I think we skip to the step of, you know, how can I help others? And, well, again, that's so important, but I think we learn to do that by allowing God to do it to us first. Mm. You know, and I think Mary here is for us a, a great help. Um, Really, like for mother, necessary. Because we need to ask her um to be a mother to us. Mother Teresa would always say, mother, and you know, she had her little voice like, mm-hmm. like kind of Yoda, kind of little, <laughs> little people. I don't know if they all talk the same, but in this wise, she didn't talk backwards like Yoda. But, you know, <laughs> Mary be a mother to me now. She would always say, Mary, be a mother to me now, be a mother to me now. And that means, you know, in your motherly embrace, bring me once again to the foot of the cross, mm. to, to, to the God that is expressing his love to me. And so I think it, we become like Mary in our Christian vocation, and we learn from her and from the love of Jesus how to do that to others. You know, of course, for us men, you know, we do it in a manly way. Um, (laughs) But there is a Marian grace there, you know, that we want to share that joy truly because of the joy it is to be loved. Not because I think the world should be better. Not because there's a lot of poor people that I feel bad. Not because it's a duty and I should. No, it's really more and more uh, love in us. Of course, God will use us even if we're not there yet. That's the beautiful part about God's plan, no? Yeah. I'm still a sinner, and He's still using me. Um, he doesn't wait, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the I, I again, the more we personally allow God to do that to us, uh, then we become more like her, like Him. Mm. Father,
2: this has been I could I could sit here and keep talking with you all day. Yeah, oh. sorry,
1: i you know I just had coffee, so blah blah blah. Ah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, no it's, it's beautiful and I think. Awesome.
2: Father, if you're willing, I'd love to just wrap this podcast up um, with, with you uh, closing us with some prayer. Would you be willing sure, to close us out? Sure, absolutely. All yes. right. All
1: right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for being a father to us and for giving us your son to show us that as love wounds us, it also heals us, it also redeems us, it also saves us. We ask Mother Mary to be a mother to us all in this moment, that she may be the one to bring us face to face with the thirsting love of Jesus crucified, that we may give her the joy of being a mother to us and um, of giving her the joy of being the one who brings us to her Son. We ask you, Mother Mary, to teach us how to allow God to love us more and more as we are, and to use us as His instruments to bring that same love and mercy that we have received to others. We ask you, Jesus, where we pray this in Your name, that um, as we discover more and more the beauty of Your face, it may be like a mirror to us to see also our own dignity, our own our own mission, our own identity and that we may not be afraid to open our heart this day more and more to you and we thank you for the blessing of being able to share the good news of your saving love with everyone we meet we ask that your holy spirit will accompany us and free us from anything that is keeping us from that love and from giving that love and we pray this in the name of jesus our lord Amen.
2: amen well thank you folks for another episode of uh vichy moon and father thanks for being on with us and thank, you thank you for having you, me and great. if you enjoyed this podcast please share it with others um we we long to bring we thirst to bring christ to others mm. and and if this podcast has somehow touched you then please pass it on um we also ask you to uh if you did enjoy it, to write a review um and tune in next time so until until we do have our next show our lady of mount carmel pray, pray for, for us, us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing their love of Christ with you. God bless you.